0: December 16th, 2020 The Wednesday of the Third Week of Advent A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke At that time, John summoned two of his disciples and sent them to the Lord to ask, Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? When the men came to the Lord, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to you to ask, Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? At that time Jesus cured many of their diseases, sufferings, and evil spirits. He also granted sight to many who were blind. And Jesus said to them in reply, Go and tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind regain their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have the good news proclaimed to them, and blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. We are most raised up to Christ when we are fallen into necessities. John, therefore... Being cast into prison takes the opportunity, when his disciples were most in need of Jesus, to send them to Christ. For it follows, John summoned two of his disciples and sent them to the Lord to ask, are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? He says not, are you the one who has come, but are you the one who is to come? The sense is, tell me who am to be slain by Herod and about to descend into hell, whether I should announce you to the souls below as I have announced you to those above? Or is this not befitting the Son of God? And you are going to send another for these mysteries? But we must altogether disallow such an opinion. For nowhere do we find the Holy Scriptures stating that John the Baptist foretold to those souls in hell the coming of our Savior, It is also true to say that the Baptist was not ignorant of the wonderful mystery of the Incarnation of the Only Begotten, and so also, along with the other things, had known that our Lord was going to preach the gospel to those who were in hell, after he had tasted death for all living as well as dead. But since the word of Holy Scripture indeed declared that Christ would come as the Lord and chief, but the others were sent as servants before him, Therefore was the Lord and Savior of all called by the prophets, He who comes, or who is to come. According to that usage, Psalm 118 says, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And Hebrews 10 says, For, after just a brief moment, he who is to come shall come, he shall not delay. The Blessed Baptist, therefore, receiving as it were this name from Holy Scripture, sent certain of his disciples to seek whether it was indeed he who comes, or who is to come. But how would it come to pass that he still did not believe to be the Son of God, him of whom he said in John 1, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. In that case, it would either be presumption to attribute to Christ a divine action ignorantly, or unbelief to have doubted concerning the Son of God, But some suppose of John himself that he was indeed so great a prophet as to acknowledge Christ, but still as not a doubting but pious prophet disbelieved that he would die, whom he believed was about to come. Not therefore in his faith, but in his piety, he doubted. As Peter also, when he said in Matthew 16, God forbid, Lord, no such thing shall ever happen to you. Or he asks the question by economy, For as the forerunner, he knew the mystery of Christ's passion. But that his disciples might be convinced how great was the excellence of the Savior, he sent the more understanding of them, instructing them to inquire and learn from the very words of the Savior, whether it was he who was expected. As it is added, When the men came to the Lord, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to you to ask, Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? But he, knowing as God with what intention John had sent them, and the cause of their coming, was at the time performing many miracles, as it follows. At that time, Jesus cured many of their diseases, sufferings, and evil spirits. He also granted sight to many who were blind. He did not say positively to them, I am he, but rather leads them to the certainty of the fact, in order that receiving their faith in him with their reason agreeing thereto, they might return to him who sent them. Hence, he did not answer the words, but the intention of him who sent them, as it follows, and Jesus said to them in reply, Go and tell John what you have seen and heard. It is as if he said, Go and tell John the things which you have heard indeed through the prophets, but have seen accomplished by me. For he was then performing those things which the prophets prophesied he would do. That is, of which it is added, The blind regain their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised. An ample testimony, surely, that the prophets acknowledge the Lord. For of the Lord God himself it was prophesied in Psalm 146 that the Lord gives bread to the hungry, sets prisoners free, gives sight to the blind, raises up those who are bowed down, and shall reign forever. Such then are not the tokens of human, but divine power. But these are found seldom or not at all before the gospel. Tobias alone received sight, and this was the cure of an angel, not of a man. Elijah raised the dead, but he prayed and wept and then commanded, Elisha caused the cleansing of a leper, yet then the cause was not so much in the authority of the command as in the figure of the mystery. The things Christ did are also the words of Isaiah 35, which says, With divine recompense he comes to save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall see, and the ears of the deaf be opened. Then the lame shall leap like a stag. And what is not less than these, it is added the poor have the good news proclaimed to them, that is, the poor are enlightened by the Spirit, or hidden treasures, that there might be no difference between the rich and the poor. These things prove the faith of the Master, when all who can be saved by him are equal. But still, these are but small examples of the testimony of the Lord, the full assurance of faith. Is the cross of the lord his death and burial hence he adds and blessed is the one who takes no offense at me for the cross may cause offense even to the elect but there is no greater testimony than this of a divine person for there is nothing which seems to be more surpassing the nature of man than that one should offer himself for the whole world or else He wished by this to show that whatever was passing in their hearts could not be hidden from his sight, for they were those who took offense at him. Mystically, John was the type of the law, which was the forerunner of Christ. John then sends his disciples to Christ, that they might obtain the filling up of their knowledge, for Christ is the fulfilling of the law. And perhaps those two disciples are the two nations, of whom the one of the Jews believed, the other of the Gentiles believed, because they heard. They wished then to see, because blessed are the eyes that see. But when they shall have come to the gospel, and found that the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, then shall they say, We have seen without eyes, for we seem to ourselves to see him whom we read of. Or perhaps through the instrumentality of a certain part of our body, we all seem to have traced out the course of our Lord's passion. For faith comes through the few to the many. The law then announces that Christ will come. The writings of the gospel prove that he has come. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen.